In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. This is Dan the Dad, and you should listen to Raw and Order, or uh, you're grounded. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly source for pro wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Sparks, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Faye. What's going on, man? How are you? Put him up, y'all. Put him up. <laughs> um, I'm good. How are you, bud? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. We don't. We don't have our, uh, our, our other party. Yeah, no. We're also ones. only 26 minutes late. A lot of that has to do with the fact that I was listening to information about the Oscar uh, yes. coach hunt. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, you you were listening to speculation yes, about speculation. the Oscar. <laughs> speculation about information about maybe there might be a Husker because, coach someday. Yeah, there's going to be a Husker coach at some point, um, but it is still fairly early in the season. And there's still a lot that could happen. A lot of, a lot of proverbial balls in the air. Oh, balls! You said yeah, balls. I did. I did. But yeah, no JLB. He decided to work overtime at his job. Uh huh. You've been planning that this whole time, huh? No, no, that was off the top of my dome. I swear. Um. Did you go to the puttmaker.com? I did not. No. I wonder if such a thing exists, and if it doesn't, want to start a website with me, bud? <laughs> but, but so yeah, so we're gonna do fantasy booking for this. Um, the rules are simple on the fantasy booking institute. We're gonna take turns challenging the other person to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We do not discuss them in advance. Uh, because we think it's more fun to make them up on the spot. Uh, also, because most of the time we don't think of them in advance. We just kind of show up here and wing it. Um, I always open things up at the beginning for the co-hosts to, to go first if they want to. Um, but mm. if if DA Fabe is not ready to go first... Do you know there's a seed inside the seed of a pumpkin seed? I honestly don't know. I, I haven't ate pumpkin seeds in probably 15 years. My mom used to cook them at Halloween time, but she would roast them, and then we would just pop them in our mouth and just chew them. We didn't spit shells. I, I just wanted, <coughs> wanted to see what the... <coughs> <coughs> I'm fine. You want something to drink? I can't pass it. Nobody clicked hydrated. So far, nobody clicked it. So I mean, it's not worth trying to tear them apart for. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Just pop them and chew them. Eat the shell part. But anyways, well, if you don't, if you're not ready to challenge, I will um, make up something here. Challenge you. How about that? I will see your challenge okay. and raise you a response. Okay. Dealer calls. Okay. 
I don't know how poker works. Um, <laughs> uh, so th- this challenge has maybe a little bit of a preface to it. Uh, I've been thinking a lot on AEW about not just the women's division, but AEW as a whole. Okay. Um, the complaint that a lot of people have with AEW, especially the women's division, is it doesn't get enough airtime. Sure. Uh, it gets played on uh, uh, AEW Dark, Elevation, and then we get one or two matches a week on the main show, right? Um, but I have a bit of a side uh, to that that I think kind of plays into it. Um, I, I think... As a whole, AEW has kind of a problem with AEW Dark and by connection, uh, the um, uh, uh, full roster, not just the women's roster. Sorry, I got distracted because I just saw Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful reported something. It was a bit ago, but I just saw it. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling has announced that Carl Anderson will vacate the Never Openweight Championship if he works Crown Jewel instead of the New Japan event he was booked for. So Now, there's one night difference between the two, correct? No, they're the same day. Same date. I wondered who the... I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out who the ass bag is here. And maybe there's not an ass bag. Um, well... It, Storyline I mean, wise, has been set for ages. Uh, but well, yeah, but Carl Anderson only showed back up in WWE two weeks ago. Correct. He was not signed to WWE. He also was not signed to New Japan, apparently. But he's been the New Japan uh, never open weight champion since July. So it's not like he just won it. Uh, he was already the champion, and then... But was that booking set before his booking for WWE? Um, well, probably. I can't remember how long ago they announced it. But again, um, I I would argue that it's still... I can look up specifically. But I feel it's like still, it's, it's Carl Anderson who's the primary. Yeah, I feel it's Carl Anderson because one way or another, even if the booking for the defense wasn't set... Uh, specifically for it. The fact that it appears that New Japan was taken entirely off guard by him changing teams um, and weren't given a a chance to fully book the the run that they wanted to or the ending that they wanted to. That's what I, I kind of predicted they would vacate the championship. So for the fact that they announced that that's what's... Uh, probably going to happen uh now you know means uh, you know i was right um wow i also just saw a picture of zach efron uh on the set of the movie that he's doing uh based on uh uh, um, Carrie Von Eric or the Von Eric families. 
uh, and he's playing Kevin Von Erich. And I did not expect Zach Efron to have beefed up that much. Anyways. Big beefy Zach Big Efron beefy. slapping yeah. meat. Yeah, okay. Well, I was coming to Twitter for a different reason, though. Um, where? Do it this way. Well, hi, Big Anyways. KC. Anyways, my uh, my my thing comes from the fact that every week, um, I see them announce the AEW Dark card uh, on either Twitter or Facebook, and. Uh. And every week when I see the AEW Dark card, I, I just keep thinking about this. I know AEW has its uh has has a lot th- during the pandemic to thank for indie wrestlers, right? Indie wrestlers coming in and working dark and working elevation and even working the 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 main show when they had different wrestlers who couldn't travel or couldn't make it, right? Sure, sure. Um, and I do appreciate the indie wrestlers, right? But the what people say with AEW right now is that they've got a bloated roster, they've got too many wrestlers, and the wrestlers aren't getting their time to shine. They're not getting enough... Uh, enough push right like andrade is angry that he's not getting a big push uh and you know people are angry that dan Housen isn't shown more and lance archer isn't shown more and and ricky starks hasn't appeared on on regular tv for a few weeks and uh athena isn't showing up on tv and serena d hasn't shown i mean so on and so forth right Sure. So my thoughts were, and this is really the first part is something that I wanted to talk about on Sunday and I forgot to, but do you think AEW would be better off right now for a short period of time, scaling back the number of non-signed talent and focusing AEW dark and dark elevation on, on signed talent versus signed talent? Uh, I don't, I don't know that that helps them all that much. I mean, I think it helps AEW Dark and Dark Elevation a ton. Yes, I would agree with that. And because of that, then uh, more of their signed wrestlers get to wrestle, get some shine. Uh, Dark and Dark Elevation stop feeling like castoffs and more like actual parts of the storyline, right? Yeah, but you you typically get squash matches there. But no, actually, dark and dark elevation are not about squash matches. No, squash I mean, matches. Well, not by obvious winner ones when they're playing when they're fighting against say Dan and the Dad, for example. Uh, yeah, and and I think that hurts dark and dark elevation, right? For instance, here, right, we've got Lance Archer and Isaiah Brown. Working on Dark this week, right? Who's going to win that one? 
Lance Archer, because I don't know who the fuck yeah. Isaiah Brown is. This isn't anything Correct. against Isaiah Brown. I'm sure he's a fine wrestler. He wouldn't have gotten to this point, you know, if he wasn't at least capable, right? Um, but he's not signed. So we instantly look at that and we know, okay, there's someone who's going to win, right? Athena versus Alexia Nicole. Never heard of the name Alexia Nicole before. Athena's going to fucking win, right? Well, um, I think I think the only other way that you can do that is is know that there's not a guarantee win. Like you need a Patriot beating Bret Hart moment. But they're not going to give that to an unsigned wrestler. True. They're not going to have Alexia Nicole come out and beat Athena, who they just recently signed. But and having Dan House and beat Billy Gunn. That's a that's a gift. That's a gift, right? Danhausen versus James Stone is on tonight. I don't know who James Stone is. Danhausen's going to get a win, right? They're not going to give James Stone the surprise victory over Danhausen. Um, uh, the only one of the eight matches announced for Dark uh, uh, that aired tonight um, that I don't one hundred percent feel like I know the victor is Nick Camarado versus Ricky Starks. And that's not that I don't think I know the victor. Yeah, I'm just at like, Starks, but yeah, but you could see a, a place where they say, okay, time to put Nick Camarado. Yep, Nick over. Camarado. So I think it's like 65, 70% chance Ricky Stark wins, but that still gives a 30 to 35% chance that Camarado might come off. With. And then there's a 33 and a third chance. Yep. Uh, yeah. Unless you're a genetic freak. And then it's a... Uh, 127%, 127% chance. chance. Um, there's, you, know, like, you got Aaron Solo versus Serpentico. Right? Serpentico is effectively the Barry Horowitz. Right, He's not officially signed to a contract as far as I know. But he wrestles regularly on AEW Dark and just gets fucking murked all the time. So Aaron Solo is going to probably get the win there. Right? Now, imagine if, um, let's say the Ricky Stark, no, let's say the Lance Archer. Let's just imagine if it was Lance Archer versus um, one of the members of Private Party. Um, or one of the members of Team 2.0, right? Sure. There would be at least some reason to turn on this, be like, ooh. Plausible tonight. Well, and here's the thing. If an if a if a no name, um, and and, I, and I'll do. I mean, there's names obviously that we like on the indies, but I'm going to use a, a a version of what I call no name, an indie guy who's just pure indies, and that's all this guy's ever done. We're going to use Warhorse. The value to Warhorse of beating a Lance Archer is kind of big. Mm-hmm. But also, it doesn't sell any storylines because he's not signed. Exactly. And so you're not going to run that over to no. the main roster and, and play that and go, oh, wow, Lance Archer just yep. lost a warhorse. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Even exactly. though we, we'd mark out like mad, you and I would. Mm-hmm. But. And so I'm not saying it should be a permanent change. Um, or even a 100% change, right? But scaling back, if these same eight matches, right? So the matches are as as well. Aaron Solo versus Serpentico, 
Alexia Nicole versus Athena, James Stone versus Danhausen, Casey Spinelli and Taylor Rising versus Emi Sakura and Serena Deeb, Jungle Kiona versus Riho, Lance Archer versus Isaiah Brown, Nick Camarado versus Ricky Starks, and Zach Clayton versus Shane Sabre. Uh, Saber. Now, Zach Clayton was recently signed. Um, he ju- recently had the whole thing uh, with Hook. Um, but he got beat, you know, and everything. So every single one of those, except, like I said, the Ricky Starks, Nick Camarado one, I know who's the victor, right? But and let's say, likely you know the other victor. Yes. Um, but now, I'm not saying, like, I've heard good things about Jungle Kiona, right? I've heard really good things about her. Uh, I've heard good things about Casey Spinelli. Um, but, but with them not being signed, I know they're not winning. So a better use in this situation, in my opinion, right? If we're talking about, uh, showing AEW, right? Would be to have Riho versus someone who's signed to AEW, currently a signed women's wrestler who might not be top of the card, but you could see as rebel. a potential, like a rebel or a Leva Bates, um, you know, uh, a Red Velvet who hasn't wrestled in a while. Maybe she's injured. I'm not sure. I haven't looked. Um, uh, Soraya. Sky Blue. Sky Blue. Yes. A big recent signing. Fucking put her in there, right? Uh, you know, yeah, I, I Abaddon, you know, heck, Yuka Sakazaki. Ha- have one of those people that we know versus, you know, in there instead. And then if you really want to give Jungle Kiona uh, a tryout, have her versus Alexia Nicole, right? To indie wrestlers, they can put on a match. They can show what they can do. Uh, potentially build them up in a way that then you can, if you want to, you bring them back and you see if there's enough fan support for them that you want to sign them. But when you've got, as at last count, 137 wrestlers on your roster, right? I don't see a reason for you to have Danhausen versus James Stone. Stone. Uh, I don't see a reason for you to put Lance Archer versus Isaiah Brown, right? Uh, give us some matches that build both people up. Okay. Um, so that's kind of my thought. Is... So my oh. challenge for you is um, book an episode of AEW Dark using wrestlers that are underused on the main roster. Um, AEW Dark doesn't have a set number of matches. That one particularly had eight. Elevation usually is a little bit less. So let's say Elevation, say five matches. Okay. And again, you using wrestlers, you know, to use this as a way to showcase wrestlers in a way that they aren't currently being showcased. I can do this. Okay. 
I will also say that I think there's there's two things that should be considered as a possibility here before I do these. Um, number one, I think it would be a really good idea for AEW to do some type of recap show for these because I don't want to spend four hours watching internet-based wrestling or two and a half hours or three hours or you know, all those different numbers that do tend to show up sometimes. So that's number one. I think that they should have recap. Uh, again, I cannot express enough. The reason I got into wrestling was Todd Pettengill. It wasn't anybody else but Todd Pettengill. And I think you remember the Todd Pettengill show on Saturdays. And I don't think you have to do Saturday morning. I'm not suggesting that. But I think a re- I don't even think you have to do on television. I think I think television would be a benefit. But I think some type of recap show where you show most of a match uh, or maybe just the highlights from a match and you have a couple guys talk about it. I think that would be gold. I really do. Um, and I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I think that's one way you can get that, that showcase for that smaller product on television or uh, on viewership, I guess I should say. Number two, um, I think that there is a certain amount of uh, book these. Uh, I believe that Tony Khan believes that your your four higher wrestlers see wrestling as I have to win to have value. Um, and I think that's part of why that exists that way, so that he can put he can put his his existing I'm I. Uh, contracted wrestlers over somebody. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, stop hiring those because there has to be people like Dan and There has to be people like Serpentico. There has to be people like uh, like Fuego on your roster who have who have a losing record at the end of the year, who are two and twelve at the end of the year, two and thirty seven, you know, um the value behind a Shane Helms beats the rock because stone cold, you know, came down the ramp, didn't actually interfere, but came down the ramp is valuable. Um, I hate it with a surprise roll up. I think it should be surprise finisher, but that's just my thoughts. Um, and so that's, those are, those are two things I would change quickly is, People have to lose on TV for it to be a surprise when they win. And they have to lose a lot on TV for it to be a surprise when they win. The ass boys should go on a losing streak before taking the titles off of off of the acclaimed. And I really think that's the right people to have to take the titles off the acclaimed. So that's number that, those are my two points beforehand. Now to book this, um, I think Fuego Danhausen should be the main event. I think that's a really good shot spot to put Fuego's talent over and have Danhausen's ability to hex people um, over as well. <laughs> or curse people. Curse people. I got to get the money, and so I have to beat you. Um, I, I just I think Danhausen Fuego would be a lot of fun of a match. Um 
that's that's one of the matches I would get. And then I I still have Dan Housen win. Like he's the more main roster character than Fuego. Um, but I think that'd be a gift. Um, I like the idea of Lance Archer being on here. I think a Lance Archer, um, struggling with a. Who do I want to use for this? Penta? No, because Penta, Penta wouldn't lose to Lance Archer. Yeah, we'll do it. Penta. Penta Cerro Mero. And building that storyline of potentially someday things breaking and Lance Archer gets the win via disqualification because Pot comes out and hits Lance Archer, even though Penta didn't need the help. Um, and Pac being the guy who's gotten disqualifications before, that's kind of nice. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing a title defense. That title defense can be very, very foregone conclusion. That can be, you know... Um, Moxley versus Peter Avalon. You know, you said you're a fighting champion, and I'm a beautiful man who like who would like to be a champion as well. You know, type promo. And so Moxley comes out and and does that. I think the value of having a Moxley or a Brian Danielson or some of those bigger names on those will draw more people, especially if you say. Moxley eked one out here over Peter Avalon on Dark. You should, when you get done watching Dynamite tonight, go make sure you go watch AEW Dark. You know, live every Tuesday. Um, so I would do Moxley and Peter Avalon. I'd open with that. What are you doing? Just bringing this up because you you mentioned something in that, and I was okay. going to wait until the end to talk about. No, it. No, go ahead. Well, you were mentioning how some people you know need the uh, view the win, and I agree. There are probably some people who view the win is the most important thing. Um, one of them is is right here on this page, Andrade. I believe that's part of his frustration is because he doesn't understand that you can still be pushed and not have a huge win total. But I want to point out here, Aaron Solo, one and nine is a single and four right, and fair 15. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, you've got uh, uh, Anthony Bowens in singles competition. His tag team yeah, stuff's Anthony great. Bowen. Yep. Um, Brandon Cutler has, has had a total of seven matches all year, eight matches all year, right? Um, and his, you know, career total is pretty garbage 11, 41 and two yeah um where's the other one that i was seeing on here there's a few of them that sh that but these guys aren't here. really i mean they're not um, really getting featured on the main main sh main uh shows very often well they're not but they're also you know like aaron solo was one of the ones that's on was on dark that i pointed out that um you know yeah. his match you know, he's probably going to win, but it's versus Serpentico. Um, you know, here's here's Fuego, um, you know, with a 
losing overall record. Um, there's another one I, I was going to pull up. and Ooh, I would have varsity blondes versus varsity athletes on it. Yeah. Um, so uh, in, in a... In, in a related uh, bit of news, apparently they are now just called the Blondes, and that's lame. Nope i want them I want them to fight to get the, the title varsity back. I you know I I think it's lame that they, they they came out because they had a match on dark, especially considering animation. Griff Garrison is really a dark dark blonde hair. Yeah, they uh, his hair is Jungle Boy's hair. They had a match. That was the joke on on um. Being the elitist, everyone thought he was he was Jungle Boy until they realized he's like six foot two, and you know they he'd turn around and be like, no, I'm Griff Garrison, Griff Garrison. Um, and then of course, you know one of the names that should be wrestling more on Dark that isn't right now um, is uh, Kip Sabian. I mean, mm-hmm. guy's just recently back, has a new gimmick. Yeah. Let's use him. And let's have him wrestle. Oh, I don't care, Pac, because they have a feud. He here. Here's a match you should have on Dark: Parker Boudreaux versus Nick Camarado. And then you can build up Parker. Big Boudreaux. men slapping meat. Yeah, and you can build up Parker Boudreaux as being the monster that you want him to be. Obviously, because he, because he can beat a monster. Wrestling. You know, because um, he can beat this big monster guy. Um, I'm still not impressed with Parker Boudreaux, but that's me. You know. Uh, here's Peter Avalon, who's won a total of two matches all year. Yeah, and and Hunky Dory which, if he loses to Rouge, you know. Which I'm really confused where those two matches come from because it's 2000. The, the record up here is zero and four, one and seven, zero and two. One of well, yes. one of those should and, have one. And there's more. there's two extra losses on that overall as well. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but I was more bringing this up, you know, so I could scroll through it while you're. Satnam Singh is a really good example. But Sean Spears, Mm -hmm. very fifty-fifty booking. Sanjay Dutt, so we can actually see him wrestle because he's good enough to wrestle. Put him in a match with, uh, you know, uh, Fuego or. Wheeler Yuta, a current champion, has uh, a losing record. He lost the pure championship to oh, uh, Daniel Garcia. Oh, that's right. That's right. I do remember that now. I think I heard AQA had retired from wrestling for some reason. Um, There's what's-her-name. Which what's-her-name? Uh, the one with the outfit and stuff. Okay. Hikaru Shida. Yeah, there she is. I can I can picture exactly what she looks like. That's because she's on your screen. But Nyla Rose putting up the women's TNT title or TN TBS title against Paige Van Zant on Dark. Mm-hmm. It's not even her title to put up for grabs. Yep, that's my, my favorite thing with the gimmick is her saying, "I'm going to defend this title." You, you, you're going to defend the not your title, but because here, here's the deal, right? I'm not saying every match on Elevation has to be or Dark has to be 
you know, non-indie wrestlers. And yes, you've got some wrestlers here, like Leela Hirsch is out with an injury. Uh, Chris Statlander's out with an injury. Uh, Ruby Soho's out with an injury because sure. uh, she got her face broken. Um, but Yuka Sakazaki, as far as I know, isn't out with an injury. Uh, so you want us to love uh, Yo- Joshi Wrestling, right? Give us Riho versus Yuka Sakazaki in a 15-minute long banger of a match, right? Um, but I think the biggest thing, when you start putting known stars versus other known stars, not only does I think do I think it brings viewers to Dark and Dark and Elevation, but it also allows you to have those matches actually matter for the main... Well, and, that, and that's the other piece is we've so often had moments where something happened there and, and no titles changing on there. Mm-hmm. That should probably happen and then recap. And you can still see this match on YouTube at yeah. AW Dark. I'd agree so, with that. But so like on Dark Elevation, you had the Blondes versus the Work Horsemen. Uh, the Work Horsemen are these... Uh, independent wrestlers, J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry. Um, We've seen J.D. Drake before, haven't we? We have seen because he's been part of Peter Avalon's group. Um, And he's still technically part of Peter Avalon's group of uh, what is it? Beautiful men. Uh, The wingmen, right? Wingmen, that's what it is. Uh, um, And like I said, fine wrestler, right? Great wrestler. uh, Even. But not signed to the company. Um, but what, what storyline does this tell the blondes versus the workhorse? What storyline does QT Marshall versus Claudio Castagnoli tell? Well, or, or a good example, you don't want to put Bunny beating Hikaru Shida on television, but Bunny beating Hikaru Shida is a reason for people to go to the internet and watch, right? Mm-hmm. And you can have, oh my gosh, last night, you know, tonight Bunny comes out on on Dynamite or Hikarashita. Hikarashita trying to get back to her winning ways after losing to the Bunny last night on Mm -hmm. AEW Dark. And people go, whoa, what? Wait, what? No. Mm -hmm. That's my point. If we want to get people actually watching Dark or Dark Elevation... Uh, those losses we, need to happen. Then we've got to not only have that, but the matches need to need to matter for the main storyline, right? Yes, that's probably that's probably the bigger fault. Um, and and as of right now, they don't they don't matter for the main storyline at all. Um, nope. you know, uh. Like AEW Dark, I'm getting back to that because because it's you know we had Jungle Kiona versus Riho. The only storyline that tells is Riho is fresh back, so she's gonna get a win, right? We're not gonna give Jungle Kiona a win because she's not signed to the company. Um, she's just there to look good in a loss to Riho, which is fine, right? But can you imagine if that instead of being uh, Jungle Kiona was Riho versus um, Leva Bates. Riho versus Madison Rain. 
Riho versus uh, Rebel, uh, Red Velvet, uh, Willow Nightingale, a Yuka Zakazaki. You know? Well, I, so so let's we'll use one of your examples here, Red Velvet. Well, okay, so the baddies don't go, or specifically Jade doesn't go there because she's a champion. She doesn't need to do her matches mm-hmm. on dark, right? And 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 says that out loud. I'm not going to be on dark, but I think you got this. You can beat Leva Bates. And let's just say Red Velvet loses. Then you have a storyline. Why would I want you out of the ring with me? You couldn't even beat Leva Bates. Exactly. Okay. You know, and and more power to Jade for being bitchy Jade. You know, mm-hmm. if if that's the role they. Yeah. Obviously, do have her playing. Have Jungle Kiona beat, not Jungle Kiona. Have uh, 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 Mercedes Martinez beat Madison Rain in a Ring of Honor Worlds Championship match, right on AEW Dark. No shame to that whatsoever. No shame at all, right? Um, it'd be a match, and then on Dynamite. Or on Rampage, you can have Mercedes Martinez come out and brag about her I victory. I just beat a legend. Yeah, I beat a legend. I beat Madison Rain for this. Nobody can come after me. You know, you tell a storyline. And then maybe people go, oh, I'm going to go watch AEW Dark so that I can see this match. Right? And that's why I, I just feel like pulling back from having as many indie wrestlers you know they, they were great for filling in when the roster was thin but the roster's not thin anymore you know and and again you can still feature i agree with you you can still feature them and that doesn't necessarily get the promotional show treatment i also think what a great opportunity to use some of these numerous announcers that you've recently hired mm-hmm or not recently, I guess everything's recently, but um, to have Big Show talk about those matches um, or Mark Henry to talk about those matches. And I know that they're on elevation, but, you know, um, I I think Renee's perfect for that role. Mm -hmm. She was really good with the WWE's recap show. Yeah. Here's a a great great kind of concept right so you've got the acclaimed as the tag champions right um then on dark elevation which airs mondays you have max caster versus matt seidel right and then on dark you have anthony bowens versus um lance archer right uh, or something. You establish that Lance Archer has teamed up with Matt Seidel, right? And they want to challenge for the tag titles. But first... They have to beat both of them. They have to beat, yeah, both of them. So then you have these matches on these two shows that people actually want to watch. Because wouldn't you want to watch Max Caster versus Matt Seidel, even if you were fairly certain Max Caster was going to win? I don't know that that's so certain. Yeah, but even if you were... Right. I just don't want to watch it. Matt Seidel has the ability to make almost anyone look good. Yeah. And Max Caster doesn't need help looking good, but he would look great. Uh, Lance Archer looks good. 
most of the time. Having Anthony Bowens be able to eke out a victory over over Lance Archer would be phenomenal. Having Lance Archer be able to beat... I mean, here's the way you tell the storyline of uh, unbeatable as a tag team, but but yeah, as singles, right? Which um, their records actually have that. Mm-hmm. So you have this. You have Lance Archer uh, be able to beat up on, on Anthony Bowens. You know, you don't make it a squash by any means. Have it be a relatively competitive match, mm-hmm. but then just the overall power of Lance Archer is able to overpower him. You have Max Caster and Matt Seidel go to to uh, even, even a time limit draw, you know, on Dark or whatever. It's fine, right? Or you have Mike Seidel get the win. Whatever. Doesn't matter, right? In the end, then you have Max Caster and... And Anthony Bowens as the acclaimed defending against this tag team of Lance Archer and uh, ragtag tag team. Um, and then you can have a great match, and you can have the acclaimed get the victory, and you've built them. They are elevated by it. That's what half the name of the show, Elevation, is to elevate, right? Um, but but. Yo, when was the last time we saw Frankie Kazarian on AEW TV? When he was the Elite Slayer. Um, yeah, a little bit after that, because he teamed up with uh, Sammy Guevara for a short period of time. Um, but that's TBS title feud thing. Um, he's he's shown up on Impact Wrestling recently because AEW wasn't using him. So let's use him on Dark or Dark Elevation, yeah, right? A legend, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, when was the last time we saw uh, as, as, when was the last time we saw Colt Cabana actually wrestle? Um, before CM Punk was there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so use him on Dark Elevation, right? Uh, okay, we don't have to use Brock Anderson. Let me find a different uh, choice here. Angelico, right? Heck, and Angelico and Matt Seidel form a team. There you go. They fit very well together. Um, have them beat uh, a couple of tag teams and then say they want to challenge the, for the titles. Set up this back and forth. There, there's a ton of options here, and these are all using some of the 130 wrestlers you have signed to your roster. Right. Oh, that's just my thought. But it kind of I think the important part, though, is you have to make it matter on make the regular storylines. Yeah. I think that's the biggest piece to this puzzle. Stokely Hathaway's group. Have them run roughshod on an episode of Dark Elevation. Sure. Come out. Basically, say, an NWO takeover style. Yeah. Come out and say, this is our show tonight, this is ours. Right. Have have W Morrissey call out Moxley for the title mm-hmm. because again these guys are just hired by MJF. They are not an MJF group. Yes, and that's that needs to be spe- specified there. So then W Morrissey calls out Moxley when he's obviously not there. Mm-hmm. That's a talking point. That's something to get everybody talking. W. Morris, he's trying to challenge Moxley for the title. 
I will point out on the roster page, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and CM Punk all uh, still appear. I think they just they pulled them off the roster page for a while, so the fact that they're back up um, makes you nervous that Punk's still going to have a job. I'm not nervous about it because I I said before I am a Punk fan. I want him to fucking man up and and admit that he was wrong. Play admit nice. that Admit that yeah. That was a dumb move for him to make, and and uh, remember that he was brought back to help build up the company and build up the young talent, not destroy them, right? Correct. Um, I don't think he's going to, but it gives me at least... Uh, I don't think Skin Punk's ever seen a, lot, a day where he thought he was wrong about something. I agree. Ever. But anywho. Yeah. That's... That was my half challenge, half rant. I apologize for the ranty part. Do you though? A little bit. Um uh in in speaking about the blondes, the no longer varsity blondes. Uh, when they wrestled, they no longer came out in their varsity jackets. Um, they had new ring gear. Um, but there is footage that I recommend you looking up. You can find, I think, well, you can find it on YouTube because it was part of Dark Elevation. Um, you can also find it on Twitter. A lot of people have been sharing it. Uh, uh, of... Um, Pillman Jr. wrestling, and uh, he, he looks in better shape than he's looked in quite a while. He also, uh, frankly, there's this segment of him wrestling. If you, like, were just watching it from across the, you know, like, it's on the TV, but you're 20 feet away and you just kind of see it playing, uh, you'd think it was Kenny Omega for a short period. Really? He even does the Kenny Omega dive to the outside. You know what I'm talking about? This, this one. The, yeah, yeah. The flipping plancha. Yeah. I'm trying to see if I can find the clip of it. Oh, you just want to see for sure if you can get another copyright? Yeah, you know, happens every time. Well, every time we do WWE, maybe AEW isn't that specific about it. Maybe they want people to to carry their stuff. Clips of their stuff. Maybe. Um, Let's see if we can find it under the blondes. Nope, that just brings it pictures of blonde people. Uh, yeah. What what page is that? I just used the hashtag that AEW themselves used when posting the video. Hashtag the blondes. Yeah. Still didn't show up, huh? No, but if I go... 
wonder if one of these extra people is JLB. Maybe he's watching from work. He might be. I can tell you one thing. That dude doesn't work during the day. I get so many Twitch notifications about him playing games. Scrabbling it up with Ambrosia. We see where her loyalties lie. Ambrosia. Nothing. See? See? Yeah. She doesn't she doesn't come here when he's not on. It's not my JLB here. Oh. Here we go. Pillman Jr. with a hot tag in. Ready? Okay, ready. Yeah, you're right. Not right here. He doesn't look like he's carrying himself like him. But yeah, that's uh, his mannerisms in preparation mm -hmm. are very much so. That's not a. I had to turn it down because it's stupid enough. Watch here. Even does the point. Very much so. Like I said, I would say he, he seems like he might be a Kenny Omega fan. Mm -hmm. Just playing it on repeat here because if I have to edit it out, I can edit it out. I don't know. Big drop kick. Boom. I think, I think since there's no audio, you can probably just put a block over it. Quite possibly. Video block over it. Blur it out. Yep. Yeah, played video, uh, audio at the beginning. Uh, someone added uh, the Kenny Omega theme music battle cry over the top of it. Oh, so, so your your ability to notice this isn't just you. Yeah, no, other people noticed it too. But... Uh, but I just watched that and I go, that, that is, that is, that looks like Kenny Omega there. <laughs> Mannerisms, not really looks. I don't know, a little bit look. He's wearing similar ring gear. He uh, did the um, extra bleaching on his hair, which is kind of reminiscent of, he's not quite as mullety. He doesn't but, have curly hair. It's sort of curly. It's not as curly, but it's sort of curly. But. So I say, if, if you were 20 feet away and you squinted, you know, you'd be like, ah, that could be Kenny Omega. And you get closer and you'd be like, oh, no, we got Kenny Omega at home. 
Sure. But anyways. Okay. 50 minute rant. You gonna open a pack? I don't have no packs to open, so let's let's do this. Alright. Oh snap, first card. Jerry the King Lawler. Alfie Valkyrie. Mm. Not a bad one. I think I might have had that one. That's a who the fuck is this? Let's be honest. Not she wrestled one. in NXT UK, and I know they there's talk that they might be bringing her over too. Now this one's a better NXT UK. That is Ginny. I would rather have that one than the other. This is one I'm not as excited about. This is a Trent Steven NXT UK. Sorry, Trent Seven. Seven. Mm -hmm. He used to be the tag partner of Tyler Bate. A more exciting NXT. One NXT champion. Ron Breaker. Ron Breaker. Who did not yell at Chucky. Yet another. But I think this is in a different pose. Miko Satamora. Mm-hmm. I think my other one was in a different pose. Um, The brother of the recently no longer able to wrestle, Ezekiel. Ezekiel Sampson and Elias Sampson. Mm-hmm. Elias Sampson, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Poor Ezekiel. I hope his brother gets vengeance. Uh, one of the best Instagram pages in all of pro wrestling. Gigi Dolan. Go have your fun, kids. Pre- pre- presented without comment. What, what do you get to say, bud? I have nothing to say. I have, I have, I have no comment on that. Persia Perota. Mm-hmm. This is one JLB would freak about, but nope, he's not here. Rick O'Shea, <laughs> the Irish superstar. This is one. This one's one I'm kind of excited about. Too bad it's a playing card. That is Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. All right, a guy who's been regulated to putting other people over, but deserves. This is one that a JLB said deserves better. All of us would agree. Dolphy Ziggs. Yeah. Raul Mendoza. Not a bad card. Ooh, second one in the same deck, only this one's red, white, and blue. Another Rick. O'Shea. A next level prism chase card. There's two chase cards. They're both next levels. One is the only two-time Grand Slam champion. Mike the Miz Correction. 
was the only two time. Oh, that's right, because Seth with, just did it. With Seth he? Rollins. Yep. And, you know, Roman would only have to win the uh, Intercontinental title again to be a two time. And the inappropriately named Scotsman. Drew McIntyre. I say inappropriately named because I really, 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 really wish you would go back to being the Scottish psychopath. Which brings me to my challenge. Challenge away. We're going to pick 10 names and we're going to give them different monikers, names, or, um, you know, uh, taglines. The Mike, the Miz, Ms. Annan now became the Miz. You can change that to the must or whatever. I don't care. Pick 10 names. Change them and explain. That's it. You have to be WWE changing names for your own sake. But they can be for the better. You can let Finn Balor be Prince Devitt if you want. You can let John Cena be Mr. Invisible, if you'd like. Hmm. Leaving this in your hands. Just a nice little fun one before the show that's going to be non-existent. So we're going to rebook names the way that uh, you rebook uh, shows that happen in places. Okay, so first one, Robert Roode, formerly Bobby Roode, is okay. now going to be Rob Roode. Okay, Just Rob, Rob Roode, right? Because they're going to go heavy in to his physical and name similarities to Rick Roode. They're going to give him a hip swivel. They're going to give him it all. Okay. Rob Rude. Ravishing Rob Rude. Yeah, um, maybe. Do we go all the way to ravishing or do we find another R word that's close to ravishing? Synonyms for ravishing. Gorgeous. Stunning, wonderful, exquisite, lovely, striking, enchanting, delightful, radiant. Radiant Rob Rude. There it is. You got it. Radiant Rob Rude. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Um, That's a good one. I like that. They're going to make Cody, Cody Road, just come out as Cody going to lose his last name. Oh, okay. The only reason to actually have him around. <laughs> Not the only reason. He's a good wrestler and a good promo, but the the Rhodes last name fit, fits him. So you just take it away. Right? Um, Ashanti the Adonis is going to come out and announce that he legally changed his name to the so it's just the Adonis? Nope, just the. Just the. Just T-H-E. The. 
Well, there's not even a vowel sound after it to make it be. So it could be. Have, are are you having like uh, Corey Graves mispronounce his name as the? Nope. It's yeah, the, be the coming out to the ring. It's gonna be the, and then he's gonna have a shoe line. Um, that he's gonna call theses. Um, and. Uh, and and he's gonna have he's gonna start selling plain white T-shirts for like ninety dollars. Um, the T-shirts, yeah. The shoes, these is shoes. And then he's gonna go on anti-Semitic rants on TikTok and Twitter. Did he and get dropped that? by his uh, uh dropped by his label? And Hit Row's gonna be like, uh, we don't want you around. And so you can get rid of Ashanti the Adonis. I don't know. Maybe I'm more. I'm more using this as social commentary on Jesus, Kanye, because he legally changed his name to Ye. Oh, to Ye? Yeah. yeah, I forgot. Yep. I was like, "Where are you going here?" Yep. <laughs> I was like, "Did Ashanti do anti-Semitic?" Yes, I know about Kanye's. I didn't. I didn't put two and two together. I apologize. Yeah, that was that was my thing there. Uh, Braun Strowman is is going to do a long gimmick as Brain Strowman. I love that. Yes, I love that. For I'm I'm talking at least six months. So you have him go down with a kayfabe injury, probably because somebody chopped him in the knees. Yep. You I'm even... coming out to deal with my brother's problems. Yeah. Just straight up Elias style. style. Exactly. Don't shame. In fact, you there. could even have it be Kevin Owens that injures him. Because I thought that that Kevin Owens versus uh, Ezekiel was actually one of the few good things that late stage Vince McMahon had come up with. And I'm a l- honestly a little sad. I, lo- I love that Elias is back, don't get me wrong. But I'm all- honestly a little sad that it's the end of that storyline too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they really can't have Elias switch back and forth all the time. You know what I mean? Otherwise, the beard looks fake. As it did. As it did, you know. Anyways. The, uh, only, other, the only other reason to do it was if you do a fake beard, have somebody pull the fake beard and it comes off in these Ezekiel, and he goes, I was tired of people tell, saying that my brother wasn't here, and you could still do that. Mm-hmm. Or you could have a storyline where uh, Elias shaves his beard for charity. (laughs) Okay. And then everyone's like, you look just like your brother. And he's like, no, I don't. I mean, there's a little similarity because we're brothers, but seriously, you can't tell us apart. We're like eight years apart in, you know, here, here. I'm going to go backstage. I'm going to send Ezekiel out. And then he goes backstage and and he comes out now instead of in the jeans and t-shirt. He's in Zeke's pink shorts. Yeah. And I just go back and forth to that. Anyways. So that's four. But that that wasn't one of your bookings. That wasn't create Ezekiel and Elias no, again. That wasn't one of my bookings. But Braun Drain Strowman was number four. 
I love the idea of Brink Strowman. I also like the idea that he's a technical submission wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, <laughs> just out of nowhere. Like, he's strong, but he finishes every match with a Boston grab. And he's just like, that's going to hurt. I mean, he's a big dude. This isn't really giving someone a new name, but it is sort of. Um, I am going to have Rick Boogs back from his injury, right? Okay. And he's going to team up with Ricochet, and they're going to form a tag team called Rick with a K, O'Shea. <laughs> That's going to be their tag team. And the entire time, Ricochet is going to think it's the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> um... But he's gonna I am find Rick, it. and this is O'Shea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then just comes out and fuck. <laughs> I mean, at least I'm on TV. <laughs> Got any AEW guys? Um, give me a sec. Do, do, do. It's a little easier with WWE because they're known for forcing people to change their name Absolutely and they are. and known for uh, being bad at it. And hopefully they'll be better here soon. My name is Rick Booze, and I'm here with Rick O'Shea. In fact, it, it's going to be Rick's O'Shea. With an X, because there's two Ricks. Is there an apostrophe in this? Or... <laughs> no. We like to rock. <sighs> Griff Garrison's just going to start coming out with, with the name, not Jungle Boy. <laughs> They're not even gonna put name. It's just gonna be his title card. His lower third is just gonna say "Not Jungle Boy." His entire—he's gonna come out to the ring, and on his way out, he's gonna stop midway down. He's gonna look down to where the lower third would be, and he's gonna make. Like, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> finish coming to the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, that victory right there, that was a wonderful victory by, by well, that's not Jungle Boy. <laughs> so. That's six. You can also use historical ones if you want. Hop in your time machine, make a little travel. Ooh, ooh. Parker Boudreaux is going to just come out as Parker. Okay. Just Parker. Just to make fun of WWE. His whole gimmick's going to be like, he tries to say his last name, and they cut off. No, you're just Parker now. <laughs> I am Parker. Beep. <laughs> what? <laughs> Parker. <laughs> Parker. <laughs> Parker. 
Parker. <laughs> Parker. Parker. My name is Parker, and my last name is. No relation to Scarlet. <laughs> uh, Sammy Guevara is going to come out um, <laughs> for now uh, and maybe forever as Mr. Taymello. That's fair. I don't like that one as much, but that's fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's the deal, right? Time Mello's only fans is going to be the real moneymaker around that household. Right? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying she's going to get Tony Storm level support for it. Depends on if she does full nude. But it's going to be up there. Um, I have to assume she's probably not going to do full nude. I would assume not full nude. Uh, but, you know. Full nude butt? I mean, she pretty much does that anyways on Insta. <laughs> yeah. You looking it up? Yeah. Let's see if it's even been launched yet. Mm-hmm. I don't think you say that you're doing it if you didn't launch it. Well, sometimes they say it launches on. Oh, that may make sense. Yeah. Definitely not actually her Instagram, that's for certain. Hmm. Well, here's this Reddit article. Sure. I click on the link to Reddit that says, Hey, Timello's OnlyFan is is up and ready. And I go to it, and there's not, like, a link to it. I'm like, I want... I just want a link, because I don't know. Wasn't there one in the, in the story that Geo... Was it JLB that sent that story? I think I'm the one who sent it, but I don't, I don't know. Um, let's see, maybe I can get to it this way. Don't go getting yourself in trouble. This is for research purposes. Honey, I was doing research. 
Listen, as long as I don't click that subscribe button, I think I'm probably fine. There we go. But the to our listeners, see... go ahead and click that subscribe button. Uh, she's currently got 2,000 likes on it. Now, likes don't necessarily mean subscriptions. Um, but let's just say 10% you know, are subscriptions. That's still 200 subscriptions at $20 a month. That's $4,000 a month. Mm-hmm. That That's not going to be what makes them rich. No, but it's also uh, definitely going to free up things. And that's, that's probably a low estimate, me saying just 200, 10% out of them. You know what I mean? Well, and I would I would venture to guess that she'll be posting the things she was already posting on Instagram there. Yeah, I'm just no longer uh, posting them on Instagram. She, so she was uh, pretty scantily clad on Instagram. Yeah, she's she's hinted that they will be at least slightly more. Uh, one of the in the the launch one, it's her sitting on the edge of a hot tub that's got bubbles in it. And she's obviously nude, but the bubbles are covering certain spots. Um, and then she's even got like a little black bar that says censored around it and an X covering her butt crack. So, like again, I, she's definitely not going to be doing porn, right? Because um, there is a difference between nude and porn. That's an important distinction. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't think her and Sammy are going to get it on on camera. Yeah, she's definitely not doing porn. I mean, if they but... so choose, that's up to them. But, mm-hmm. but I do suspect that she's going to be doing what they would have called at one point tasteful nudes, Playboy ish. Yes, or maybe even just. Just barely not nude, like just based on posing. You can't quite see. Anyways, that's that's my thought. So, um, so Mr. Mellow, Mr. Mellow, um. Because that put me at eight. I need two more. Um, Paige Van Zandt is just going to start coming out as the most baddest woman on the planet. Moniker change. I appreciate that. Most baddest woman. The batterest. The bad. The batterest. The the, the more gooder. 
And uh, Tony Storm is going to team up with Billy Gunn, and she's going to be the ass girl. She's an ass girl. I will say this. Her corner hip attack is the first corner hip attack. Heck, first hip attack from any wrestler and any position that I've actually believed in a long time. Like, since maybe Rikishi. Rikishi was... Pretty savage. Pretty savage, but... I, you know, I see her do a hip attack in the corner, and I think she's taking someone's head off. Anyways. So that should put me a 10. There you go. Any others you wanted to just throw in for fun, or No. None that stand out to you. Trying to think if uh, if we can do a short run with Dan the Dad, uh, uh, where he comes out eating Slim Jim and he just calls himself the Macho Dan. I'll allow it. It's fantasy booking. The Macho Dan. The macho dad. And then and then he goes, ooh, yeah. It's a little spicy. That's zesty. I like it. Okay. Well, we don't have JLB here, so. Games are tough to play. The games are tough to play without JLB. We just need to find... We need to find a fourth man. Someone more reliable. Less Canadian. Yes. Because Canadians are known for their unreliability. Exactly. Fucking Canadians. Me and my... What's that called when you're afraid of a certain nation's people? Mm, Is that xenophobia? Yeah, that's xenophobia. Me and my xenophobia... My Canadian xenophobia. <laughs> Thank you. I was struggling there on my vocabulary word. You know, Kira Hogan has an OnlyFans. Fair enough. Sorry, bud. Doesn't do anything Pen- for me. Penelope Ford has an OnlyFans. Does it does it help with Kira Hogan that she started it with her real life girlfriend Diamante? Does that help you? No, not particularly. I know that I play a moniker on television, but it's not who I am in real life. But no, Penelope Ford. Zelina Vega has an OnlyFans. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> she does say no nudes, though. 
big. I, I would I would venture to guess there's a whole lot of people who subscribe and are like, what, what, "Where's your nudes?" Yeah. Hey, I, mean, I guess there's a bunch of douchebaggery that occurs with having an OnlyFans in terms of the fans. Mm-hmm. And Lana has an OnlyFans. It's technically a brand army. Oh, brand army. Which is OnlyFans light. Yeah, it's OnlyFans, uh, but aimed. I'm trying to remember exactly what what it is. I mean, their big thing is they tried to from the very beginning. Uh, be like. Um, yeah, actually, nudity is not allowed on Brand Army. So it's, like, specifically modeling photos and stuff like that. Gotcha. Um, one of the other things uh, with Brand Army is uh, it's set up so you can actually have your own domain name that forwards to it. So she's got cjperry.com that forwards to her brand army page. Interesting. Instead of now, it still shows brandarmy.com slash cjperry in the end. I wonder what Bobby thinks of his wife doing that. What, Bobby? Yeah. Old storyline, bud. Old storyline. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lackus. You're gonna love that. That's a very niche joke that, that didn't follow right here. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> years ago, I worked at a radio station. We had to play this show called the Bobby Lackus Car Clinic. And he would always say, Bobby Lackus Car Clinic. Lackus, you're gonna love us. So it's stuck in my head for the rest of my life. Poor guy. Yeah. I'm tortured by it. Let's see. Ooh. The All Elite crate is open for signups. You gotta get a new wrestling crate, are you? Do I cancel my pro wrestling crate and go to all elite crate? Or I would get specifically, I don't know. I might, might stay with. You're not going to get the old stuff. Yeah. That shirt that you so happily wore the other night. That's my point is, well, both the shirts that came in the pro wrestling crate, I haven't worn the other one yet on the, on the podcast, but both of them are older styles. You know, older thing that I wouldn't get with the AEW crate. But I also uh, wouldn't be stuck with a signed autograph picture of... Wardlow from 1972. Yeah, fucking... Uh, what are it called? Uh, I'm going to look back at it because I can... The Warlord, yeah. Uh, fucking... That was lame. I would at least get an AEW superstar for the autograph. 
Um, First one, Peter Avalon. That's fine. I'd take a Peter Avalon as long. I, I there are very few AEW wrestlers that I wouldn't at least kind of be like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. Like I don't know, Brandon Cutler. I'd be like, eh. Michael Nakazawa, meh. Naka, Naka, not gonna be in the league anymore. Uh, uh, Serpentico, I'd probably be meh. But you never know when you're gonna get a signed Ultimate Warrior. Mm-hmm. With this current one. I never know. I mean, it's likely never, but you never know. You'd have to debate on it. It does make you wonder, like, like some of that older stuff, how did they find that? Was that old surplus they found, or... Well, some of it, because Pro Wrestling Tees have been around as old surplus, but the t-shirts, they they have designers who design the uh, Pro Wrestling Crate shirts specifically for Pro Wrestling Crate every, oh, okay. every month. Uh, but in sense, Pro Wrestling Tees also does All Elite Crate. The t-shirts for the All Elite Crate are also... Uh, Also, um, exclusive. All Elite Crate is only quarterly. I might. I'll see if my. I'll see if my wife can uh, can be convinced to let me sign up for it as well because it's just quarterly. So, whereas Pro Wrestling Crate is monthly. You're so excited. I don't want to miss out, but I might miss out. That FOMO, bud. Gonna get you every time. Yep, FOMO. They've got a, uh, an exclusive red and black sting uh, shirt that's only available till next Monday. No, it's Tuesday. Um, I, just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know if you want to spend money on a sting item? I don't know. They've got a new acclaimed shirt that the A, it's just says the AEW logo, but the A is a pair of scissors. Ah. Scissor me, daddy ass. Did you see Jade Cargill's uh, comment to uh, the acclaimed? I don't About, yeah, funny. her daughter started to say it. Yeah, and he responded with, we're influencers now. I don't know if that's the kind of influence I want. I mean, I can't throw too many stones. Uh, my daughter's current favorite phrase to break out while we're driving to work is, what the fuck? <laughs> what the uh, fuck? And how, how does... Mrs. Smarks feel about that. Well, the problem is we both have a really hard time keeping a straight face when she says it. Um, 
we we don't want to condone it, right? Yep. Um. But, like, if we laughed, we're con- we're condoning it. If we make a big, we but we also don't want to make a big deal about it because that's attention, and so so we kind of just, just kind of want to let it die, but at the same time, <laughs> exactly. What Not okay fuck? to say in front of grandma. Not okay to say in front of grandma. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, they got the AW World Championship replica back up for sale. Ooh, what are we talking? Seven ninety nine. $7.99 sold. $7.99. For $24.99, you can get the Chris Jericho uh, or the Kenny Omega or the CM Punk nameplates. Um, the fact that they don't have Hangman Page nameplates makes me angry. And, you know, r- frankly, they just need to have, like, create your own nameplate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even have a uh, design tool on it so you can design your own logo type thing. I got a beef. I got beef. You got beef with eight eight hundred dollars for the world championship replica title belt, right? And it's got a spot on it for the nameplate. The nameplate is literally just a little piece of metal, about two inches long by a quarter of an inch or maybe half an inch, maybe half an inch tall, right? Okay. Right. Just this little little thing, right? Okay. So you want to buy a nameplate, right? Say you want a Kenny Omega one. You spend $25 for a piece of plastic. They don't even oh, make the nameplate out of use. metal. It's not even engraved metal. Dude, just go to things to remember and make your own. Fuck, yeah. I'm not about to put a plastic fucking nameplate on my $800 replica belt. Well, that's in case you decide to change your name. Well, it doesn't come with a nameplate on it. So you either have it blank or you spend 25 bucks on a nameplate that's fucking plastic. You heard it here first, folks. Marks has said something negative about AEW. It's happened a couple times before. Half of this podcast was me talking about how misusing shit. Actually, more than half. I, I, I don't wonder if part of this is because Mark, or because uh, Tony Khan is a bit of a Mark. There's a little bit about that. Uh, also, I mean, here's it. I think I get it because it's all, uh, it, he's trying to support local wrestling. He's trying to support the indies. He wants to be seen as good guy Tony Khan who helps out local wrestlers. He also knows that local wrestlers are going to be the future of the company. Yeah. So he needs to. I get all of those things. But you've got 130 wrestlers on your roster. I think it's I think this is the time to to start leveraging those more than your indies, right? Sure. I, I really, I, 
I think move number one for me is uh, obviously get an ROH show. Mm-hmm. Move number two, do some type of televised recap show. It would not take much to get a Sunday night spot for that or a Saturday morning spot for that. There's just not a lot of television on in those times that you're competing with. And you're just picking up a different audience, especially the Saturday morning one. Not the kids rush downstairs to watch Saturday morning cartoons like we did. But kids channel cruising, sees the name Kenny Omega on TV. He's heard of another kid talk about it in school. He goes, wait, what? I want to, oh, wow, that was really cool. Kenny Omega just punched somebody in the throat. Whatever it may be. I just, how many kids got hooked on wrestling before the NWO era, before the Attitude Era, with those little Saturday morning episodes? Not a cartoon, just a recap show. Family-friendly recap show. Yeah, I, uh, I just, I think they could leverage... AW Dark and Dark Elevation a lot more. And again. Well, I just think that it, it, the big thing is you got to figure out a way to push people there. And, you know, Nick Camarado beating Bobby Johnson in three and a half minutes doesn't really do that. Yeah. That's my point is, and, but but Nick Camarado beating Aaron Solo at least sort of helps him. Yeah. It does something. You might see these guys on regular mm-hmm. wrestling. The other piece to that is if you have Nick Camarado beating Aaron Solo and somewhere in that same episode you have um, Moxley facing Fuego, which would be a just garbage match. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the other the other piece to that is you can have edited MJF videos. Yeah. You know, well, that's that's I think the other thing AW Dark misses out on. They don't have really promos at all. It's just here's a match. Yeah. Here's another match. Here's another match. And I think they need to on Dark and Elevation start turning it into a real show with promos, backstage segments, all of that stuff. Um. I even had an idea just a second ago. Fuck it. I saw the picture for Blood and Guts, right? Mm-hmm. Do a theme show for an episode of Dark or Dark Elevation, right? Not every time, not all the time, but just like every couple of months. Right before the pay per view. Mm-hmm. Right before the pay per view. Yeah. Every couple of months or so, just have. You know, this this episode of Dark Elevation is is cage match or extreme rules or whatever. You know what I mean? Yep. Because they do have a gimmick on pretty much every every single pay-per-view. Some type of mm-hmm. gimmick match. So you have a uh, uh, a promo or a, a one blood and guts match before you have a blood and guts match. Um, or you have... Uh, ladder match, a six-man ladder match before you have the chip match. 
Um, and that can just be for an opportunity to be on television or for a spot in that ladder match. What? Yeah. You have a gauntlet match to win the final spot in the ladder match. You know, whoever wins the gauntlet match. Tony, we're giving you the ideas. All you got to do is put them in place, bud. Yeah, listen to us, bud. Wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. Let's have a Donnybrook. Shirts off, bro. I actually said that to my son tonight. Wait. Shirts off, let's, let's fight. Wait, did you just take off your sunglasses to take off your shirt and then put your sunglasses back on? Yeah. Let's do this. Anyways. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and probably cut this off a little early because, like I said, we can't really no do our game. I mean... Otherwise, otherwise, it's just me guessing yeah, stuff. It's just you guessing. How fast can babe go? So... Well, if you ask my lady friend. Go ahead and close this off early, but uh, if you've been watching the live stream or thing, you'll see down at the bottom, all, all podcast long, I've had a little scroll going across that talks about how links to all social media is ways to watch or listen, our merch stores, and all other ways to support us at linktree slash raw and order WBU, right? Um, like, share, and subscribe, all of the good stuff there. That's the way to keep us going and to support us, easiest way. If you go over to twitch.tv slash raw and order WBU, you get to watch the live streams and participate and maybe, I don't know, suggest something for us to book live on air. And we would do it. Um, but you can also uh, follow us on the social medias. You can follow us on on uh, Twitch. Uh, you can subscribe to us, especially if you're an Amazon Prime member, uh, because you get one subscription a month for free. So you can throw that our way, not cost anything to you, and helps us out a ton. Um, but yeah, you can uh, follow us on all the social medias. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU. You can follow DA Fabe at DA Vincent K Fabe on right. Twitter. <laughs> Um, on that note, we're going to go ahead and close the book on the Fantasy Booking Unit. Thank you all for listening. We will see you soon. Peace out!